0: Hey y'all, it's Tamika, one-third of Forkala Girls. And for today's episode, we have illustrator and founder of Creative Ether, Elena Laneface Dorsey. So Elena joins us at the Sand Gallery, which is located at 823 East Baltimore Street. And we talk to her about creativity, about self-discovery, and everything in between. So, join us for our fifth episode, y'all. We are for Kala girls.
1: Yay. Welcome to episode five. Today we are talking about hashtag create love repeat, all about purpose, identity, and creativity. And when preparing for this episode, I came across um, this quote from Beyoncé about her creative process. And she says that I hope I can create art that helps people heal, art that makes people feel proud of their struggle. Everyone experiences pain, but sometimes you need to be uncomfortable to transform. and this month we had, oh, just an overwhelming moment with the movie Black Panther that came out. Wakanda um, forever, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. We're all doing the movement. Right? Go. Forever, but <laughs> life. Yes, the movie came out, but more than it just being, I don't know if we would call this a, uh, uh, I don't know what we would call Black Panther. Maybe in maybe our new African-American anthem. I don't know. Um, maybe that's a little <laughs> bit too far, but mm-hmm. I think <laughs> a movie, what Black Panther does represent is the diversity of the black experience, really. I would name it as a diversity of the black experience and using creative, um, gosh, just creative artistry, whether that's with the design or whether that is with the character development or whether that is with um, all of it. Um There's just a lot going on. There's a lot. So, anyways, we have Elena, who is founder and illustrator of Creative Ether LLC based in Baltimore, to kind of talk about this relationship between creativity, identity, and purpose. Um, And one, your blog. Amazing. Is profound. (laughs) So amazing. Profound. (laughs) (laughs) So, before we even get to the questions like, how did you get to this place of I mean where you are now like how did you get to be an illustrator, the creator of Creative Ether like how did you get here?
2: Um, I kind of don't even feel like I'm there yet. <laughs> okay. Um, it's just been a lot of destruction of myself or like the self I needed to be to get by. I mm-hmm. had to destroy and I'm still like destroying those mentalities and like experiences that like get in the way of me just being authentic and doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. That's literally, I guess, the main thing that I keep in mind is like, is it what I want to do? Cause I feel like so much of life is built around at least from how I was raised, is like, oh, you have to do stuff you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that became like a huge narrative with me growing up. Because, I mean, my parents grew up in poverty and eventually, you know... By the time I came around, they're, I guess, about high middle class. So, I mean, that's a big deal for them. But it's just like, naturally, I guess they had to do shit that they didn't want to do. So the thing was, yeah, get the government job, go to college, go follow this cog in the wheel shit. And, you know, you'll live comfortably because you'll make all this money. But it's just like, but what about what I want to do? Well, it's not about what you want to do. You got to do these things and you'll be happy. And that didn't work. So I'm just like, I have to figure out what I want to do. And that's pretty much been what's been, what's brought me to where I am now and where I'm going. is just remembering what I want to do.
1: How did, how did illustration become maybe that space for you to figure out what it is that you want to do?
2: Um, even like getting to a space where I'm like, I want to do illustration was difficult in itself because like I feel like when people think about artists they think oh yeah you're going to paint shit and blah blah and I'm just like I don't want to paint shit and have my like honestly I don't care about my work being on walls and talking to other artists and just people who have ideas about what being an artist is it's like oh yeah do the work do this painting or like do this put on a wall get in this space get in that space and I'm just like I actually just want to make animation and stuff like mm-hmm. so I want to like I'm so used to like studying work that you don't get to see when you watch anything animated or any films all the background work unless you get like an art book you're not going to know the different how many times they change the design of like a character or how they came up with like a specific print Or like even if you think of something like Black Panther the prints that they're wearing in their clothing that's research that's stuff that visual development artists and concept artists came with the designs for Wakanda those had concepts so it's just like I like all that essentially I guess what's called pre-production work I'm more interested in that and just as far as illustration goes you're creating a story with an image, and I'm still kind of learning how to do that because that's kind of like the direction I figured out I wanted to go in last year. Mm-hmm. So it's still just finding out that these things actually exist and messing around with them to see if, like, that's what I want to do. Mm. So that's how being and Illustration became friends. That's
1: mm. wonderful. And you said in your blog that you have... You have a love for telling stories. Yes. So where did that love and appreciation, like, how did that even come about?
2: So I guess it's hard to say, like, original, but just, like, thinking as a kid, um, I don't think I've ever really told anybody this, but, like, as a kid. (laughs) We're (laughs) honored. But, like, as a kid, like, I had toys or whatever, but... I, like, shit, I feel kind of awful because I, like, threw all this stuff away. And, like, my mom dealing with her shit threw my shit away, too. But I was making my own, like, I drew and, like, colored some characters and then cut them out. And then I was playing with them and, like, making my own, like, characters and stories with them. And then... Oh my god. <laughs> there's like, so you know, like, there's like these puffballs and there's like pipe cleaners, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I, I made these little things, what did I call them? I forgot. I essentially made an entire species of like these talking four legged puffball oh creatures. I love, <laughs> I love it. And it's then I. The original I la- Furbies. Oh my <laughs> god <goodness. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> They weren't Furbies. Like, Furbies. Furbies are from hell, okay? (laughs) They weren't Furbies. They were just like, I don't know. I mean, if you think of Disney and, like, how animals talk, like, anthropomorphic things, that's kind of what they were. But then I started making, like, different tribes of them based on, like, different colors or, like, if I twisted pipe cleaners, they had, like, different kinds of tails. Then they, like, belonged to a different family. And then I made, like um, like pipe cleaner people and like different species of those. And then I had like love stories going and like forbidden love. And then they'd go to war. And I just had this entire kingdom of these things that I would play with. And then my mom threw them away. Aww. But then I was like, now nah, I'm going to get some more. And then I <laughs> more. So I bought them again with my allowance and rebuilt the entire kingdom again. And then she threw them away again. Aww. And then I did the same thing again. <laughs> probably until, like, maybe middle school. It's probably around the time that I stopped doing it. But... I was just like, look, I'm gonna plate them. We're gonna have this story. Or, like, yes. she would throw them away, but I'm just like, I need to finish the storyline in my head. So, I need to rebuild all of them again. But that's pretty much what it was. And then, I guess, once I grew out of that, or that was, you know, tortured out of me, um, I guess, from watching anime and stuff, I wrote this awful fan fiction that was, like, a crossover of, like, I was super into Dragon Ball Z. It was pretty much all the Toonami shows that were on, plus the video games I was playing. So it was, like, a crossover. Dragon Ball Z, Tenchi Muyo, Outlaw Star, and, like, Final Fantasy VII. It didn't make any sense. Mm. But I made, I, like, wrote these books, and I guess there was a guy or two in school, like, in middle school that... I liked, and I was letting him read my notebooks, and he's like, "Yeah, he put me in the story. This is so cool." So, I, like, I ended up finishing this very shitty novel as a kid, just from like writing in all these notebooks that I still like have at my parents' house.
0: Still. Damn. Right. Um. (laughs) So it seems like it seems like what right now is informing you is some of the things that you maybe I don't want to say it's your pain, but it's it's like the things that you maybe you were working on as a younger child. That was what's the word? I'm trying to find the right word to say it. That was hushed that was repressed that's Mm -hmm. a good one yeah Mm -hmm. that was repressed and now as you're coming into yourself you're finding more ways to bring that person that you know who you are back to life yeah yeah. it's,
2: it's just like at the heart of everything it's like yeah I want to get better at drawing I want to better my techniques I want to make money but like I just want to tell stories right I just want to tell stories bro just let me tell some stories right
0: yeah Mm -hmm. for sure and like I think that that's really a good tie-in with um even with like black black panther because I think the reason why so many of us are holding on to it is because it's the story that we that we kind of want that we've been talking about a lot and mm-hmm. and to see it in a visual form um, manifested in a way that a lot of us are hoping will someday be, mm-hmm. maybe not exactly that way. Um, that's why this whole, like, this joy that's, like, illuminating around it, to me, is so important. And... Um, I'm really not interested in any other talk pieces, um, to be honest, about anything other than the fact that it's just a beautiful film of Mm -hmm. creation. Um, Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about, like, your creative process. Like, the things that—how do you—how do you work through that?
2: Oh, God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Is it hard?
2: (laughs) Um... I guess at this point, the hardest part of creative process is uh, scheduling that I do it. Jeez, nigga, what else you got to say? Um, <laughs> Her phone is blowing up. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just at this point, the hardest part is scheduling. Because I guess now that I'm an adult, you know, I have to worry about bills and stuff. So I... It's like trying to get rid of the financial stressors of is this going to make me money? Is this going to make me money? And it's just it is also like a thought process that, well, if I'm doing what I want to do, it's not going to make money. And it's just like trying to dismantle where that comes from so that my creative process can be easier. Because like the hardest part is always just going to be starting for me. And it's like I overthink and I worry about things. And then once I actually sit down and do it, it's like, it's not that it becomes easier. It's just like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But usually it's like it's at the last minute. So I'm just like, fuck, I don't have enough time to do this. Because then I get way too ambitious, which has been like the story of my life for the past year or two now. I worry about doing it so long and then I finally start doing it. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I can totally do this. And I have, like, two days before it's due or, like, the deadline I made. And I'm just like, why am I like this?
0: Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> I can relate. Have a movie. We all, and we seven, all <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> I read a really good article, though, about procrastination and how that is related to anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so, I just, it's a normal thing. Like, yeah. Um, I do think that, that that like perfectionism is a re, is is more of a um, a symptom than it is an actual thing. Like I think perfectionism perfectionism comes out of insecurities, comes out of um, this desire to want uh, to be the I don't know if it's about being the best to be honest, but I do find that those like they're connected. That like yeah, procrastination it kind of, I feel anxiety like it comes
2: from a place of when you're doing like I feel like everybody yearns for freedom right but then when it's actually there because there's not like a set system or manual for it Mm -hmm. you're scared as all fuck to do anything because you're just like preach you're just like I don't know how this is gonna turn you're like I don't know how this is turned out or I don't even feel like I'm doing this correctly so then that creates most of the anxiety is that I kind of compare... Like, I, I, have, I don't have any kids. I have no experience with being pregnant. But my ideas of how it works is that, you know, when you're pregnant, at the end of the day, you can have some idea of what your kid is going to look like or might be. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you have this human who you you know, made this kid's with in your genes, but they also have however many thousands, hundreds or thousands of years of different genes going on in them. Right. And you have however many thousands of years of genes going on in you. So at the end of the day, you can have an idea of how it's gonna be, but you have no idea what this creature, with this living being, what it comes out of you is gonna look like and what it's gonna be like. Mm-hmm. And even as, you know, a kid develops and grows up, you still have no idea what the end result is going to be. So you can only pour into it what you think is best and hope it works out. And that's kind of what the creation process is like. Mm-hmm. It's like you just have to do your best and not be too shitty. <laughs>
1: fair, yeah. <laughs> I want to go back to something that you shared with us about kind of where, you know, creating began for you with these puffballs and pipelines. Uh, pipe, What are you, pipe, pipe cleaners? cleaners? Pipe cleaner. Because I think it's incredible that even after your mom kept throwing it away, you're like, no, I have to, I need to still tell the story. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much, um, it's not even resilience. Like, there was just this, this power behind like I have to keep creating keep doing because the story still needs to be told like with yourself do you feel like that you personally as a creator as an illustrator you have something to share with the world and that is why like you don't stop like that is why the creative process just is either motivated or comes in or some days comes bigger some days comes smaller but it keeps existing because you still have your own story to tell
2: yeah and I feel like it's kind of like a a burden that is I guess it's just it feels kind of like a burden because you know growing up as a black girl you know my mom she's like yeah you have to work twice as hard and it's just like you're reminded of how difficult it is to be black like I've been aware of that from a very young age but then it's also like you know, we worked so hard to get you to this point, and you know, we'll support you. And you know, you can be like Oprah, you can be like this thing. And then when I was in church, um, people in church were like, they were kind of getting on my nerves. Like, I know it was supposed to be encouraging, but they're just like, yeah, you know, it's you're common. going. They're like, yeah, you going to college. You should go ahead and get your master's. You should get your PhD, and it's just like it's kind of a pressure that because there's so much opportunity mm-hmm. but there's so little representation that it's like this extra push because the gap is there and it's like people are like well the gap is open go go do it you do it and I'm like why can't y'all niggas do it like right. I am <laughs> why is it be <laughs> right <Shit. laughs> so I guess it goes back to like the whole thing of freedom and it being scary because just like you know, I do want to become a director like I am learning screenwriting and like, I guess within a year or two, I'll like start learning about directing and stuff. But like when you only have one major female black female director to keep in mind, like Ava DuVernay, who's directing A Wrinkle of Time and she was originally going to direct or Marvel approached her about directing Black Panther and I don't know the details about it. I don't know if she, like, passed it off to Ryan Coogler. But um, it's just, like, the gap is there, but it's just so... It's kind of unnervingness. Like, I want to go in that direction, but it's just, like... It's going to be so much pressure, I guess. So, I don't know. It's just a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. lot to I try not to think about because it's just, like the i guess a major thing and part of the creative process is that you have to be so grounded in the present because the mind is such a it can be very insidious
0: mm-hmm. 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 i hear yeah. that yeah i, I I'm, I'm a that's a really good point about the pressures that we that we carry like when you're in a pl- in a position where you can be a representation. I mean, just as someone who um, is studying to be a pastor in a very white like institution, um, I'll say it's very hard to to not take on that pressure. To and then, but even still, um, this idea that we have to represent a whole culture, or you have to be um great otherwise <laughs> why are you doing it um <laughs> as opposed to like just doing the thing that you love mm-hmm. and being you and like yeah like I just I, I want us to have more joy in the work we do and like really embrace the gifts we have First for ourselves, right? Yeah. With the hope that others will see the, the beauty that we see and and maybe they'll res- they'll like be receptive to that. But I don't want any more pressure on specifically black women <laughs> to ha- I'm serious to have to um, be so excellent all the time. Right. Like, we're human beings, people. Like, <laughs> like it's great that we have these wonderful examples of excellence and Oprah and Ava and all the, like, I love, I will be the first to post, like, did you see that? But at the same time, we're also human beings, y'all. Like, that needs to be a thing that we also celebrate. Mm-hmm. Just being a human, mm-hmm. right? With flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, not always great. Um, mm-hmm. But creative, Right, like you're crazy creative cre- as shit. Like, dope. You're dope. Like, that's <laughs> that's enough in itself. Like. I- your artwork i love the way that you draw people yes it is so i mean, like i was like i went through your um your website several times um <laughs> and i was like yes curves all right like it's par- it's wonderful we need those representations and also i'm hoping that as you grow in your artistry that you will find a place where you're doing a lot of this for yourself mm-hmm. right Yeah, for sure. Because that's when the best stuff comes out. Mm -hmm. When you're finding joy in the work that you're doing for yourself. Mm -hmm. And then that willingness to share, I think, is wonderful and great. And you ain't always got to.
2: I mean, I've kind of tried to keep the perspective of... I try not to, I guess, overtly say it, but I'm, like, trying to keep it selfish. Because I'm like... I, I'm, I guess, mostly invested in, like, entertainment media. So, like, video games, comics, and all that. And it's just, like, I've been playing video games since, you know, I was 10 or so. And I have plenty of experience playing white people simulators. Right. I've been playing as a white male for quite some time. Yes. Right. So, I'm quite aware that, you know, now I'm 29 and... I think there's been one whole game with a black woman as the main character it was like some i think i forgot which assassin's creed it was but then it didn't even come out on the console it was like a hand i'm pretty sure it was like the handheld version so then it wasn't for that broad of a market right so they still played it safe and i'm just like we exist like what (laughs) how much do you have to lose to literally you have white dudes that have an issue with like acknowledging that anybody else exists other than them Mm -hmm. like how do you suck your dick that hard (laughs) right yeah so
3: (laughs) (laughs) one of the really awesome things about your work is that it is very positive body positive self-positive you draw different types of relationships it's not white centered um I like it because it's, like, nasty. <laughs> <laughs> a little-ass nasty book, you know. Keep it. tone back out <laughs> a
0: little bit. I'm,
3: I'm being honest now. You know, I'm sex positive. So it's all about that. So, like, how do you, being a black woman and knowing the pressures that we do have, how do you still make your art really sex positive and very body positive and not little waist, big boobs, big butt, but it's, like, back fat and thick thighs and, like... Full lips. I'm like, yes, that looks like
2: me. Like, mm, yeah. Um, like, I follow a lot of black, mostly I guess black male artists. But I guess I do follow like some black female artists. And it's just like, they stick to one body type. And it's like, yeah, your technique is great, but it's kind of stale. Like. it's yeah. boring. It's boring. And it's just like, have you looked at yourself in the mirror? Like, I'm not that skinny. I have tits, I have an ass. I lift weights so or I used to lift weights because I got tired of people saying, oh Elaine, you're so skinny. I'm like, alright, well I'm get strong enough to throw you out a window. <laughs> <laughs> if
0: you <say> it <laughs> I just gonna get mad swole. That was like
2: I guess the start of me caring but it's like all right fuck that i want to be swole so i would draw swole chicks because they go to the gym all my chicks go to the gym (laughs) and eat whatever they want but then it's just like how do you ignore the other bodies in your life to that much of a degree that you don't include them in your work Hmm. like my mom isn't skinny are you just gonna draw women between the ages of 18 to i guess Maybe barely, maybe barely touching thirty, where right. they have this super tight body and everything. Like right. that doesn't make any sense. You had, and if you're telling a story, I mean, I guess you can tell a story without exploring any other ages or the experiences that come with those ages. But like, your mom isn't like tight. Your dad's body is not tight. Right. More than likely, most of the people in your lives, their bodies aren't that tight. And just because you're a superhero doesn't mean you- like, I haven't seen a superhero go to a gym in a comic. Like, unless <laughs> unless they're like a basic human like Batman, Superman's just swole for no reason. Mm-hmm. Why? It's true. You don't gym at all, bro. No. Why are you swole? He's an alien?
0: Yeah. yeah, I don't know I'm <laughs> Aliens don't get fat well, And he was a
1: farm, farmer And farming takes a lot of work Okay
0: That's okay. fine we, okay. we justifying it It's cool <laughs> We're not <Mm-mm>. okay. <laughs> He's
2: too chiseled too No I, I hear you but You're right like, You're right How do you detach that much From the human experience Especially when black artists And I do have like a slight gripe With like heterosexual cisgendered black male artist is how do you speak out your mouth that oh you want to be diverse but you only draw one body type yeah mm-hmm. you only tell one kind of story but right. you're trying to be diverse you're trying to be diverse for you right so I guess for me I just have a general curiosity and interest in the variety of the human genome right mm-hmm. so I put that in my work
0: well, there it is—a mm-hmm. variety of the human genome. A variety.
1: I'm clutching my pearls. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like it's—it's it's so weird thinking about. It's like okay, people. When you're telling comic story, video game story, you're trying to get away from reality, mm-hmm. I guess. But with media, since it's mostly white and the bodies are one kind of way, it's just like what kind of reality are you trying to get away from that you don't want to have other human beings existing and telling their stories? That's a good point.
0: It's 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 just very
2: very bizarre to me. So that's, I guess, part of why I care about it.
3: I want to ask you about Final Raid. The a screenplay that you fail. failure rate. Failure rate. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's whatever. Uh, uh, can you tell me more about it? It sounds interesting because failure is something I'm like. Hmm. I think everyone should fail. I think failure is the like most awesome thing you can do for yourself. It's the greatest lesson you can
2: Agreed. learn. Agreed. So, I guess I don't really go that in depth. I guess it plays as maybe like a double entendre for the name. So. I don't know if I'm a change the name, but it's called Failure Rate because she gets pregnant even though she has an IUD. <laughs> 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 that because has
3: happened that, before. That has happened before.
2: <laughs> yes, before. That, because it can happen even though I think the percentage on it is 99%. <laughs> 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 that thing might
0: be. She was that 1%, oh yeah. Oh my
2: God. <laughs> but, um. That's I guess the overall story is the main character, Sheena. She comes from, I decided she's like from Baltimore. She goes to, she's in grad school. And she comes from, I guess, a well to do, prideful, but flawed black family. Ooh. So they're very influential in their community and they have money. Mm-hmm. But So they've been essentially paying her way for everything and she doesn't have to worry about anything with school. And I guess a background thing is that she got pregnant before and they're like, no, nah, we're going to... And they're like... I may or may not keep it that they're also deeply Christian family, but because they have the money and they care about their influence, they make these decisions to maintain their status and their name Mm -hmm. because they view themselves the honorary role models of the community. But um, it's just her clashing with them because she wants to keep the kid. Oh, They're like, okay, well, if you're going to keep the kid, we're not paying for anything anymore. You don't have a job. You've never had to get scholarships. You've never had to look into these things for yourself. You've lived a very privileged life on our dollar. So you need to choose. And I guess I made it that she came home during spring break, so she's there for Easter. But they're like, well, since you're pregnant, don't show up for anything. We'll get rid of it on Monday. Oh.
3: Oh, I need for that. Yeah, I need that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds like a great movie. Like, it does. Or a TV show. Mm. Netflix, are you listening?
2: <laughs> I'm more so a film per. Oh. I, I hate ongoing things. I oh. just, just want to want it done.
0: Oh, yeah. I'll mm-hmm, watch that movie. A film is fine. Yes. We'll take it.
2: Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's a short film script, so I guess it's. I mean, maybe by the time I. The next. Draft, maybe it'll be, like, 20 minutes. But, yeah, I guess the equivalent that it comes out to that wrote out was about 20 minutes.
1: Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm curious, because, like, church, Christianity, and religion has kind of, like, come up in your story, but also mm-hmm. in the story that you're sharing. Like, how has religion, separate from faith, but how has religion impact your um finding your purpose and creative process but then also how has faith impacted that and I'll I mean I define them separately right because religion is very much an institution's people's mm-hmm. opinions and rules and then faith I feel like is our own understanding
2: of God mm-hmm. um, within us so um, so up until I achieved freedom by going to college I was dragged <laughs> to church all of my childhood and I mean, like I've talked to my mom about it and she's, you know, acknowledged the flaws and like her thinking at that time. But it's just like when you're working through stuff as your parent, as a parent combined with she grew up in the church so she was going based off of her own background experiences. So it's like, oh, I'm going to drag my child to church and she'll just be infused with Jesus because she's surrounded by Jesus all the time. Like, I spent half the week in church. Oh, because- oh yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> not alone. <laughs> so nope. just like that influences, well, I guess it influenced my work just because I, most of the stories I've come out with have been, otherworldly and like very anime influence as far as like they're super fantastical but I'm just I decided to take a step back and try and like infuse some of like myself and my own experiences and my feelings about it and that's just been my relationship with religion has been I'm going to this place I don't want to go half the week Mm. to be around people who or I guess just kids who don't understand me because like I was in the anime and everything and I listen to rock music or whatever. I listen to Japanese rock music and because you know no one understood what they were saying by default it's devil music. So it's just like being in this community but feeling othered. Mm, so yeah. that's most of my experience with religion is just like a sense of othering and like having to listen to these messages that didn't resonate with me. Right. And that were essentially condemning, you know, I mean, I'm being everything that was condemned. I'm into sex. I like saying fuck. <laughs> like it's a good word. So it's just like I've grown into being an antithesis of everything that was condemned but then i would see these people doing and talk about talking about these things outside of the church so i'm just like what is the point of this mm-hmm. like i don't want it, it just those are just generally my feelings though. like you know if you're going to church resonates with you and it helps develop you by all means do it it didn't do that for me mm-hmm. but as far as i guess spirituality goes um I used to study Taoism and Buddhism just because I like the whole idea of one is all, all is one. So everything is inherently connected. We are as much universe as we are dirt. And, you know, as we reflect on deeper, you know, day to day shit like climate change and You know, things that are going wrong in Africa and all kinds of environmental issues, it's because humanity feels like it's above that totality Mm -hmm. and that connection. So even saying like that all is one and one is all, it's kind of like I maintain that I can only have faith in myself. Mm -hmm. I don't have faith in a higher being because I feel that we are all inherently a part of that higher being and that you have to honor that part of yourself first. And that's just a long journey.
1: Yeah. It's just the, the statement that like, I'm sorry, I was listening, but I was still stuck someplace when you said that being in this community and being othered and like in the community being the church and still like how like you've broken through that right um and very much you've broken through that by um searching for yourself more than kind of being trying to be like affirmed by other people or whatever i I just that's just a powerful that's a powerful
0: statement it is Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as people, well, I'll speak for myself, as a person who still finds herself in the church. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what you said is necessary for us to hear.
1: Because that's where I am right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, Gah. yeah, Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: in the community. Feeling othered. And feeling othered. Yep. Well it
2: kinda goes back like what you were saying about how you went like to predominantly white schools. Like I went to predominantly white schools and same. <laughs> Being, so I didn't find community, obviously, with white kids. Right. And then when I go to the few black kids that were, it was an othering. Oh, you talk white. Mm. You do all this stuff. And I'm just yep. like, <sighs> I'm like, but I like anime. I don't know what white kids like. I'm just like the I Japanese. Guess- I'm oh, like, <laughs> right. this is me.
0: Yeah, I can totally relate to that. I grew up in, so I lived in Philly for 11 years. And my parents, we moved to the suburbs of Pennsylvania. And it was maybe like three or four of us in my class. And so, mm -mm. yeah, I totally can relate to being in completely white spaces and feeling like not a part of it. But also feeling like whenever I would go around my cousins or go back to Philly or any, in a lot of different spaces. It is not until, like, now, when I reached my 30s, actually, that I started to really understand who I was mm-hmm. and not need that affirmation from others to be like, no, I'm I'm a, I'm a black woman. Um, I grew up in the burbs. I talk the way I talk, and I'm fine with it. I can go switch. I can do all the things, even though I hate that terminology. It's fine. Um, but all of that is who I am, yeah. right? And it's fine, right? And, like, some of it sucked, growing up but a lot of it made me who I am and I'm fine with it now and I'm still working through other things that are at the the entry level of who I am that I think still needs to be refined and brought out you know but in the scheme of things i'm all right like (laughs) i'm good so so yeah i get i'm glad that you brought that up because i I can relate to that and i think actually laura can you relate to
3: that in some way
0: yes okay so i think that is (laughs) an intercession of our of our upbringing what about you maya yeah
3: i wasn't around white people i was around black people but like being weird my mother let us listen to anything and do any like not anything but like be as uh artistic and eccentric as you wanted to be and so like I'm me, I've been myself I think my whole life and I'm just like, no y'all that's not how you should be. Like mm-mm, you talk like, mm-mm, don't you live off the street. Why you say why you say T when you say Baltimore? <laughs> <laughs> Is there fair T I grew up I say D now But it's all good But yeah (laughs) It's always interesting How we um, alienate Our our own people Within our communities Mm. Like just because um, It could be self-preservation Because you know Like white is bad Like the white devil And all that stuff Or is it just like Xenophobia Because we're like Afraid of
2: what's We don't
3: understand
2: Mm. When it comes to that I mean I feel like Something that it's kind of strange to say but i feel like something that gets continually forgotten is that black people are just as human as anybody else right. and, and other races yes. do the same exact thing exactly like yeah where everything that it seems like everything that we do gets pathologized Which and it's is us. and it's just like no we're just human beings exactly. so exactly we grow up in different spaces yeah, asian, like, asian american kids say the same thing mm-hmm. they get other that they talk white like, that they're called egg yolks or some shit like they get called all these terms within their own community right but then when it comes to us we're like oh you know we why are we like this this is breaking down a community and it's just like can we, we be called black leaders and, march <laughs> and shit? I'm like can we just be fucking human precisely like we internalize that this idea that when we make mistakes there's something so inherently flawed with us and it's just like we're also literally the only people who were enslaved and have our free on paper in this country right. right so like give ourselves some fucking slack right right
0: yeah thank you <laughs> enough said that, like <laughs>
1: it, it, it preached
2: it preached
0: like it's just yeah well that's my main thing about um d- for me in my particular space where I want to be in terms of like what justice looks like like just allowing people to be human beings and like trying to dismantle a lot of these like really hurtful narratives that we just keep pushing on each other Mm. it's just yeah i mean yeah way to name that
2: elena i took like this i was like an anthropology major for like a semester (laughs) (laughs) because i have my life together but i took like this black anthropology class there were like two major classes that like blew my fucking mind in college and that was one of them was I f- I, it kind of sucks that I forgot the book. Cause I should I should have kept that book. But it was essentially addressing how it was about black families mm. and how we pathologize that. Oh no, there's no black men at home. Oh yeah. no, this is why black people don't aren't like this. This is why we're like this. And it's just like. What I guess changed my mind or like blew my mind so much was like a part of anthropology is like the study of humans through culture. Mm-hmm. And one of the inherent, I guess, um, one of the inherent skills that's kind of embedded in our DNA is adaptability. Mm-hmm. Humans adapt to whatever environment it is. That's why there's niggas still living in Kansas even though they get fucking tornadoes. Right. Why? Well, because we adapt. We figure out how to survive even though, you know, a quarter of the village is going to be gone from a tornado at random. But it's we came to this country or we were brought to this country against our will. Right. And we constantly get fed this rhetoric. You know, we don't have a culture. Right. You know, we're broken because blah, blah. And it's like yeah that shit happened to us but we created a culture here mm-hmm. and that's something that's some that's continually i guess denied that we don't give our credit ourselves credit for is like yes white people kept trying to take our shit because we have good shit we're one of the most creative adaptive people because it's in our dna to be that adaptive so if our families don't have black men we adapt but the society around us, because it demands that a man be in charge Bread. and a man be the breadwinner, yes, that's going to drag you down spiritually and, Precisely. like, it's going to just drag you down when it's like, as a woman, especially a black woman, you make less money <laughs> and you're continually told that you. Aren't anything without a man as a woman, and you have to have like this specific kind of figure in the home to like shape, you know, how boys can develop into men, or girls don't understand how, you know, they'll interact with men without a man being there. And I'm just like, if your family's there, don't you have like a whole uncle or like a grandfather? Yeah, like anything. That's the only way you get it. Yeah, that's- Like we adapted. Okay, the father wasn't there we still have the rest of our family right? but then oh well you're not supposed to have an extended family nigga why not right. so it's just like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it's just like we have continually changed and adapted despite all the bullshit that has been thrown at us and tried to shape ourselves as much as possible into the best human beings we can be right. based on our circumstances because That's what humanity has done from the dawn of time. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. But we don't get the credit for that. And we buy into the stuff, the narrative that Mm -hmm. this is how life has to be. And y'all not living up to that thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And no matter how it's been countered with like real life statistics, Mm -hmm. with like, yes, there's this situation with mass incarceration I mean like there's just so many different parts that we try to like dispel those things Mm -hmm. but at the same time I agree with you we buy into a lot of what we're told we need to be and how we're not Mm -hmm. and we don't really um, yeah we don't really not all of us I I keep saying we Mm -hmm. I just feel like as far as mainstream goes as far as what Uh, the narrative that gets put Mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean by that. Um, This idea that we have less than or we're incapable of or we have to fix this thing in order for us to be better the only reason why you guys are like this is because right and a lot of us really buy into that so but I it's mean, like no y'all yeah. niggas
2: literally make it impossible for us Precisely. to like, to be as good as we actually right. are
0: right and we still <laughs> here and a lot of us still doing a lot of amazing things right and it's that's the thing it's mm-hmm. like despite all of that it still is actually not as bad as everybody keeps saying mm-hmm. in some instances, right? Yeah. So, like, I just, yeah, the whole, we just, that's why Wakanda forever. Call it, call it, call it. Call it.
1: Forever. be
3: 65.
1: But I do wonder, because it's like, I don't know. In my mind, there's there's this there's this clash, right, because of what you're speaking of goes directly back to what you started about about freedom. Right. Mm -hmm, Right. But at the same time, I think there there comes a point when after you have pushed yourself to the limit of trying to figure out how to adapt in spaces that weren't created for you, that are um, have that have been built around stereotyping you or putting you in a box that Well, for me, it just becomes exhausting to continue to adapt to the point that I don't have any more energy to do it anymore. And I um, crumble, and it's either a seasonal depression or a I can't thrive, or even to the point where I can't create anymore. Yeah, Like, that's what Mm -hmm. I've experienced of like that, um, where it's just been so much that... I can't write sermons, produce, find the hope that needs to be proclaimed in the morning because being in the society that has told me, you know, Laura, you have three strikes against you. You're black, you're a woman, and you're a black woman. And having that repeated so many times, it's just like, ah, okay. How am I supposed to push through to this? Yeah.
2: I feel like I'm kind of idealistic to some degree, but... What's always going to be crucial, I think, is humans are social creatures, so finding the right community of, I guess, my thing is, I guess I don't completely follow it, but generally my thing with, like, building people or, like, having people I'm close to is you have to be a part of my identity or you have to... Or i have to know you're not in the way of my identity so mm-hmm. i've realized like as i've gotten older that i don't have that many black female friends and ditto yeah and then because then it's also the rhetoric is oh yeah women can't be friends and like all oh, the yeah. rhetoric that gets put in especially our heads about, about black women yeah especially yeah. that divides us but yeah. it's like we're the ones that are best going to understand experiences because exactly. I have plenty of black male friends. But no, I don't feel like talking to you about the intersection. But if I talk to somebody a part of my intersection like black women, we already understand that Why I don't have to have these com- these additional conversations where I'm already discussing what is wearing me down. Mm-hmm. Right. So the crucial thing right. is having that community of people who are part of your identity and who are able to i guess i don't like to say woke no more but aware that (laughs) that are aware of the bullshit that's like working against us right because Mm -hmm. not everybody's aware of it Mm, so as long as they're part of your identity and they're aware of the bullshit you can have these conversations without having to cradle egos Mm, yep Mm,
1: yep mm, yep. mm, that is have these conversations without having to cradle egos you just Like dropping it, yeah. It's just
2: <laughs> like, like Mike drops everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. And, I, and I say this while being in a relationship with a white man.
0: I'm it's, married to one. It's fine.
2: It's yeah. just like, <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, but like for real. And this
0: is as beautiful that you brought that up because it really does hit on what we wanted and what we are planning and how we want to be. Is that we want to be a space where we can be with people who understand from. Uh, like a very basic, if you will, like uh, platform where we're coming from, mm-hmm. where we can have conversations without having to explain everything, mm-hmm. and where we can agree or disagree. To prove that we're not homogenous. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't all believe and agree. Like, that's why it's great that you're here. Not everybody believes in the same thing. Yeah. Not all. And some, of, we can all say we grew up in the church. Yes. Right? Yeah. But we're not all the same. That's no. Not at all. Mm-mm. So, it's just really nice to have you say that and then that to yeah. be related mm-hmm. back to what we are hoping the space is. Mm-hmm. So... It's been so dope, Patty. Hey? Yeah, I know. Yay. You Yay. the best. Our first back. ever guest.
3: Like, <laughs> like, more like yes. like the Moon. So don't sure. be trying to
0: come on our show, you can't come correctly. Right. Yeah. Um
1: uh-huh. so, oh. You got yeah. this. But thank you just for naming I mean, for collar girls is definitely a community, you know? Right. And uh, my hope is that it is a community for yeah when you when you're tapped out that like you can listen in and be encouraged mm-hmm. even if it's for that moment because you're right like I mean for like when I'm tapped out I call in Facebook oh yes, yes we do <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah we do showed up at my door with flowers and like a self-love bag I'm like you have no idea uh-uh. I was still on my table with tears like just having that Another person who gets it mm-hmm. just without having to say it. Mm-hmm.
0: It's the truth. Everybody needs a Laura can go with James in their oh life.
3: Oh my, get you a Laura like for for real, real.
0: <laughs> like really. It was raining too. Yep. Like if she's I, one I, of the I, I, best I, I, friends to ever have in your whole I, it's life. It's true. Yeah. No, I can't have mine. Nope, <laughs> we're not sharing. But <laughs> you can listen you to us. get you, should, you can get one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks. thanks. <laughs> Yeah, so oh I think, thank you. I just don't know how to end it anymore. Aww. This is such a good conversation.
3: Yeah. Like uh, just thank you for sharing your truth in all forms. Mm-hmm. Not just with us here, but in your art, in your writing, in your blogs, every mm-hmm. Tuesday and Friday I'm on your page You're like Did she post it yet? It's <laughs> not there. Yes. I should just go to the website I'm the only <laughs> But it's very refreshing and it's very empowering to see another woman, another black woman, another creative out here doing it. And dispelling the um, poor creative narrative as you go on your journey. And I love it.
0: Yes. Keep doing what you're
3: doing.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: you. So remind us again where we can see all the things on the social media webs.
2: All right. So pretty much everywhere in the world, you can at Laneface. And I got the name because I'm good like that. (laughs) But uh. So on Instagram I also have at Elena Dorsey for Writing. I don't know what the fuck I'm using it for. But I have an IG for the for the writing half. Um Elena I guess is the brand for writing. Creative net slash laneface.com is uh, the illustration visual development half. And I guess eventually I'll start like a company blog through that site. One day. But, um, and I guess as far as merchandise goes, yeah, merch, hey. merch, 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 merch. Um, <laughs> I do have like this black as fuck shirt on com. So there's that. If get fit- you one. Get you one. It's extra black. I'm probably going to add another one within the next couple weeks. I'm not sure if I'm going to put the words like, anti woke on it. <laughs> <laughs> I might buy one. <laughs> yeah. Or I might just pull in there not woke, just aware. Ooh. But yeah, do that one. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you're asking my opinion. Sorry. Like, on
2: the front of it, because I'm, I'm going to make like an edited version, but it's going to be two versions. The initial version I have is like, it's a... Well, it's the character from Failure Rate but she's meditating and she's pregnant with her middle fingers up and I was just gonna make the modification for the PG shirt with like instead of middle finger index fingers but I was gonna say the same I like thing. it
0: yes so dope you're the best thank, 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 you, thank you, you so much right. oh. we're gonna promote you and all the things yeah. yes. yes don't worry right. we got you
3: make sure you read these newsletter so you can
0: yeah, more. hear that! Yeah. Inter- read that interview. I'm gonna yeah. post it anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna post true. it, make it live. So good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Elena has so much important things to say, mm-hmm. and I think um it's worthless listening to. Period. Thank you. You're yes. welcome. Yay! We did, it. <laughs> we did it.
3: We did it. We did it. We did it. We Spanish.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey Maya. Hey. You got a word for us? Yeah. Drop that beat. <laughs> 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 I was. I'm
3: sorry. I'm
0: was so close. So. It was so close. I <laughs> like these. No, I Not feel like, like that's perfect. That's fine. It's good. No, it's good. Where I'm keeping
3: the laughter in. Drop the that laugh. beat. Drop that beat. Okay. All right. Let's see. This is very hard today. I have no idea what to say. My mind is racing different places and spaces and every place is a del- it's, there's a delay. It seems my tongue is too thick, t- it's too thick with all the words I never said that pushing out the right things are not the right things. I just want to be free. I just want to be great. Fulfill my ancestors' great, 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 greatest dream. I'm just trying to be free. It seems that the fight is all I see. No light at the end of the tunnel, no thinning of the trees. There is only now. And there's nothing profound about it. No cute way to put a bow and present it to make it acceptable. There's only this. Peace. I think that's it. I think that's that's it. it. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sometimes it takes a minute, you know what I mean? To get to your creative space. Yeah. But when you get there, it's there. It's it's beautiful. Thank you all for joining us. We made it another episode. Another episode. Another one.
3: (laughs) (laughs) DJ it God. Arms in the air. No, just me. Uh, All right.
0: Um you can reach us at four collar girls and that's collared like the greens. We're everywhere. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook,
3: we're on Twitter. We got our own website. Ooh. Hey. Ooh, make sure you tweet us, cause we we'll don't be knowing what to talk about for real. <laughs> so like real life. <laughs> talk to us. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh-huh. <laughs> Bring up, <laughs> up topics <into> of conversation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm,
0: seriously, yeah, you should. <laughs> and then while you're at it, I'm Tamika, and my Twitter handle is tj underscore sings. Go and check me out and follow, and yeah, and join in conversation. I like doing that on the Twitter on the Twitter feeds.
3: <laughs> I'm showing my age.
0: So I, I'll, on cut out. I'll cut that. I'll cut that
3: out. No,
1: no, no, no. That's stays <laughs> That's stays, My guy. <laughs> on the Twitter feeds. I'm Laura. And you can follow me on Twitter at LKiggy.
3: So I'm Maya, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Camilla Killer. C A M I L L A D A K I L L A underscore. I'll be posting shit sometimes. So follow all that shit. All of it. And like talk to
0: us All yes, of us All of us And we still have a Patreon y'all So check us out At patreon.com Slash 4 Girls. Support, 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 support Support Give us your money Help us out please <laughs> know y'all just got your taxes back Uh uh-uh, uh Not your taxes <laughs> I know your all <laughs> Hey big Uh uh Y'all, and we want to give a special thank you to Elena for coming in and sharing her story and dropping those wonderful gems. And we just want to let her know that we really appreciated her. Um, so go ahead and check her out at CreativeEther.net. That's C R E A T I V E E T H E R dot net, and support because her work is dope and it's worthy of your time we also want to thank the people at the sand gallery for letting us use their space and currently they are running a campaign to uh, get some money so they can buy the building so while you're at it also go over and check out their gofundme page Um, and their the link is gofundme.com slash help save this art gallery museum and we want to give them as much support as we can because they let us use that space and guess what y'all they have a mini hip-hop museum over there so you should go check it and you know give us some coins if you can <laughs> anyway thanks again for listening we're so excited that um, we get to do this every month with y'all peace